I called my steer Bubbles. He was bred at Wolf Creek Farm in Wolftown, Virginia, in Madison County. As befits a resident of those rolling hills, he was the product of careful breeding, a mix of Black Angus, Red Angus, and Polled Hereford. I bought him when he was a year old. In his ear was a yellow tag with the number 879. He weighed in at 675 pounds. My plan, buy a steer. I'd start with an animal. He would graze for about a year, and then he'd be food. It turns out that this, the simplest plan ever concocted, just one short step beyond hunting and gathering, a series of events that mirror what people have been doing since cattle were domesticated, was not at all straightforward. First of all, I had to figure out where to put a steer once I bought him. Although my yard doesn't seem big enough for cattle, it is. My plot is about point eleven of an acre, a total of 4,791 square feet. I'd say that about half of that is built on, leaving 2,395 square feet of potential grazing land. Admittedly, I call some of that square footage flower beds. And there are a fair number of chairs and tables, and I'd like to leave room for the pizza oven I'm going to build. Cattle on a concentrated animal feeding operation, a CAFO, commonly called a feedlot, where the beef that is for sale in the supermarket comes from, is finished, i.e. raised through the last months of its life like a duck on a foie gras farm. It's worth noting that ducks and geese are at least natural eaters of grain, cattle or not. Fed on corn until it jiggles and wiggles with the unctuous fat we've come to expect, on about 30 square feet per animal. My yard is big enough to carry 79 beeves. I'm not saying it's big enough to run a cattle operation. I don't think I have enough space for calving or heifers. But with some modifications, a pit I could fill up with shit, and a hopper I could fill up with grain, I could keep one steer and fatten him up according to the standards that are in practice for the majority of farmed cattle. I'd even have room left for the pizza oven. For any number of reasons, marital stability, resale value, and local laws being at the top of the list, it's a bad idea. And I didn't entertain it for long. I probably spent only a day musing on what the bellowing of a steer in a small pen in the middle of a village might do for the local ambiance. I spent, all told, only an hour and a half calculating the viability of a sideline petting zoo and cattle riding center for the local children. After I dismissed the idea of the yard cow, I asked myself what I wanted to achieve. Pacing off my yard and imagining 79 head of cattle arrayed therein is enough in itself to put one off supermarket beef. A fully grown animal commands about 21 square feet. It doesn't take Temple Grandin to tell me that a steer might be healthier and happier with a little more room to roam than a third of its own mass. That'd be, basically, as if I had to live for three months in a crowded rush-hour subway car during which time all of the passengers crapped on the floor and were fed nothing but huge ice cream sundaes laced with antibiotics. Betty Fussell wrote a book called Raising Steaks about the cattle business. It's not all bad news in those pages. She likes beef, and she isn't arguing for the end of meat-eating or the dissolution of the industry. It becomes clear, however, that the segmentation of the supply chain, 
The division of labor that is so much a part of what the late stages of our industrial revolution have wrought doesn't do us any favors. As Fussell writes, The traditional industrial beef chain moves in sequence. The cow-calf person sells to a backgrounder, or yearling operator, who sells to a feedlot, who sells to a packer, who sells to a wholesaler, who sells to a retailer. When each segment of that chain is a separate entity, it maximizes profits in ways that do not necessarily benefit the other segments of the chain. What's more, although this cannot be said of individual cattlemen, despite sensational news stories to the contrary, no one cares more about cattle than those who raise, herd, and mind them. The system itself is not concerned with the health or well-being of the animal. The business of the system is moving the cows through it, and each segment's priority is getting the animal to the next stage. It should be taken for granted that only at the retail segment, the last stop, are the consumers taken into consideration at all.